Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that stores our microphones inside of our own skulls. Actually, it wasn't even really a skull. It was just kind of goo. Yeah. All the way through. Goo all the way through. It's the Noobs <laughs> and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast where we introduce a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 140 covering seri- the... Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, you almost fixed the notes. <laughs> nice. Covering oh. the 2015 Christmas special, The Husbands of River Song. This is the one where the surgeon and Melody pa- River stream tune fight ahead and a giant robot on a space train for murderers that can split their faces in half and we wrapped up the most confusing character arc of all time <laughs> you think it's wrapped up a lot happened in this episode <laughs> trip's face oh that was great this is uh, story number 262 i realized as i was prepping this that it already said 262 and so i went to change it to 263 so now I'm not sure if that means I said 262 last week and I was wrong or I don't know. This is definitely story number 262 and right. it definitely aired December 25th because it's a Christmas special 2015 <laughs> to 7.69 million viewers. Hey guys, remember yeah. 7 million? That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like and feels like inside <laughs> in your school. That's still so many viewers. Instead of 5 I love million. Like, oh, they're not at 10 million anymore. They're only at Five million. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember, like, there were some times with 11 where we were like 9 million, 10 million, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know if I've seen 5 million people in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this is very true. Very true. Uh, Let's see. This was written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Douglas McKinnon. Uh, The cast this week, the, uh, the big notable thing there. Oh, you know what I didn't do? Hmm. I should probably fix that. What? I didn't. I didn't put Nardole on there because I was going to say the, the the big main character you know for, for this week was Hydroflax, um, but uh, we also had Nardole. So uh, King Hydroflax was played by Greg Davies. Now Greg Davies is um, he's a British comedian, um, pretty well known, and he is a guy who um, who I know primarily through um, a show called Would I Lie to You. Have I shown you all clips of this show? No. Okay. I don't know. All right. So I know the show via YouTube. <laughs> and the, the, the premise is you have, um, in, in Great Britain, they, they do this like BBC and ITV and, and IFC and some of these other channels. Um, they have these shows where they have like comedians on doing like a panel show, like a game show or like a, <clears throat> there's one, um, Stephen Fry does called uh, QI that is like, it's like a, it's like Jeopardy type, like like what? trivia questions and stuff. Oh, but there's no points, there's no winners, and all of the contestants are just like f- famous people, mostly comedians. <laughs> this is like an entire genre of of shows in there. It's it's it sounds weird, but when you watch it, it's it's really great. Because I mean, imagine you just get like four or five just funny people who are quick on their feet and just like throw stuff at them. Huh. So the premise with what I lied to you is each each contestant on the show takes turns uh they pick they pick up a card that they haven't seen before and they read what is on the card as though it's true about them as so they'll pick it up and and read out a fact about themselves whether it's true or not and then they have to just pretend that it's true and maybe it is true or maybe it's a lie and then that's everybody so the people on the other team have to ask them questions to figure out whether it's a lie. And hmm. so basically you're trying to like stump them, right? You're trying to trip them up. Hmm. And it's, oh my gosh, it just, it, hilarity ensues. <laughs> needless to say. Um, so Greg Davies, I know from that, and then I've seen some of his stand-up on on the uh, Live at the Apollo. And then I think he's on another show. Oh, he's, he's on one called Eight Out of Ten Cats. That's another. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's another uh, one of those type of panel shows. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. So it's it it's a lot of fun. So the um, the other um, uh, like I said, sort of like main main other character here, other than the Doctor and River, was Nardole, and um, he is played by Matt Lucas. And as I told the boys, that's just what he looks like. <laughs> like he's not wearing a skull cap. Like he's not uh, huh. like maybe they did up his his skin tone because he seems a little bit pale in here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's, and I, I have seen Matt Lucas in this role and I have seen him on like being interviewed 
So I know he's done other stuff, but I've not seen any of it. Um. <laughs> so he's like one of those people like, I only know him in this role. <laughs> and uh, so seeing him, you know, being interviewed and speaking with the exact same voice, he's not putting on a, a voice or a character as Nardle, but he's like, so it's like Nardle talking about everyday stuff in the UK. It's so weird. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. Do you need a cell phone plan that's just a little bit easier? You don't have to worry about, you know, overages or, or paying for a bunch of stuff that you're not actually using. Well, Google uh, started a cell phone service a few years ago. And uh, for just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and then pay just $10 per gig of data. And it only charges what you use all the way down to the megabyte. So $10 a gig, it's a penny a megabyte. And so um, there's there's never like any overages because you're just paying whatever that amount is. And uh, we found with our family that it sort of averages out. Like we have a certain amount that we tend to use every month, you know, and then we go out of town on vacation and it just kind of <laughs> like poof, goes through the roof because we're we're all living on our data plans for uh, for the whole time where we're on the road and things. Um, but to make that happen, you don't have to pay for unlimited and pay out the wazoo yeah. all the other months of the year. So you can also add on lines for just $15 a month. If you go to noobsinthehoobian.com slash fi and use that to sign up, you'll actually get $20 off after your first month. And then you just keep on rocking and rolling after that. So that brings us down to uh, the checklist. Uh, you know, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, not so much, but I mean, this was one of those ones that was very on the nose. Yeah. This was yeah. not like heaven sent and hell bent where we're like, what does um, this even relate to the episode? Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like yeah. the basis of this episode. This was more like before the flood where he goes, we have to go back before the flood. Um, <laughs> this was the husbands of river song. And uh, okay. So let's count them. How many, how many husbands did we see? Cause I was thinking there was another one coming and then I turned out to be wrong about that. So we had the doctor. Yeah. Um, we have hydroflax. And then that the one diamond. <laughs> Uh, well, I the guess. diamond. <laughs> she and says then the she dude the that diamond. got turned to Ramon. the robot waitress. Yeah. You know my favorite? Or waiter. She <laughs> she makes this excuse about um, marrying King Hydroflax. Like, I wasn't really marrying him. I was just after the diamond. Right. She does no such thing for Ramon. So I guess she just actually right. married Ramon. <laughs> well, but then, uh, so the funny thing is, like, she she married Hydroflax, but she says, I didn't really marry him. I married the diamond. And then she says, this is Ramon, my husband. And she's like, uh, and he says, what? Like he's, I don't know. He says fiance. And then she's like, Oh no, we're married. What? I don't remember that. Oh, I wiped your memory. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, oh. so there's one person who thinks they're married and she doesn't think that they're married. And then there's another guy who doesn't know they're married, but they actually are married. Mm -hmm. And then there's, uh, <laughs> and then there's <laughs> a guy who thinks they're married and she doesn't think they're married because yeah. she doesn't know it's the doctor. This is a fun episode. <laughs> have, I, have I said lately how much I love Christmas special episodes? Yeah. I love them. Um, by the way, I have decided we are far enough into this whole thing now, um, and and we're we're running out of Christmas specials. We need to we need to throw the Doctor Who Christmas specials into the Christmas movie rotation. Uh, yeah. Like we have we have like a, a a a canon of Christmas movies that we have to watch every year, and I think we need to add the the Doctor Who or at least our favorites, at yeah. least our favorites, like you know the the Christmas Carol thing. That, I don't even remember what that one was called. Now it wasn't called a Christmas Carol, was it? I don't know. Where he goes back in time with the guy and does the, anyways. Does the stuff. Know. <laughs> you know, the do episode of Doctor Who where he went back in time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. That one. How yeah. could I forget? Very yeah. specific. Anyways, uh, the creature of the week. Corbin, you put uh, King Hydroflax. Are we counting him as a uh, as a creature? I mean, he's I mean, a he's cyborg, so no, he's not He's really de definitely, definitely the baddie. Um, and then Scratch. Which one? Oh, Scratch was the guy Scratch. with the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scratch is the Dumbest that name. was a little first bit of all too obvious. Yeah. First of all, that's not a scratch. That's like a slice through your head. <laughs> a huge gash. But also the part I love. His name is Slice. Yeah. It turns out this isn't a unique thing to him. This is just like yeah. how his race is. Yeah. But he's still named Scratch. That okay, yes. <laughs> and this is my brother, Slice. That would be like <laughs> if if you know Scar the Lion in the Lion King turns around and then like every other lion has the same scar in the yeah. same spot on his face. It's like, oh, why oh, do you get to be called scar? scar? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. dumb. Well, we all have the scar. So why do you call him scar? I don't know. <laughs> in our language, that doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe scratch is an alien language. So that's not actually as, it doesn't mean scratch. That's a common name. Then it would again, just be way too convenient. Slice. And that's even dumber. <laughs> 
Oh, scratch doesn't mean scratch in my language. This thing, I have a it's, massive scratch. It's just a coincidence. Me. And then as Corbin said, he didn't actually unzip his head. He just sort of like moved his, finger, his finger along the line. And then, okay, here's here was the most disturbing part of that for me, okay? He just sort of like laid it open. But there was definitely like some kind of like hinge at the bottom nah. where like he didn't take it off. Like it wasn't like where yeah. he just pulled the whole thing off. He sort of flayed it open as though there was like as a, though the cut didn't go all the way bone. through. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just this moving bone thing right here. Or, or it's, just it's or made really I wasn't even thinking bone. I was thinking it's just where the skin and whatever hadn't been cut all the way uh. through. But then when he lays it back up, that cut clearly goes all the way through. Yeah. yeah. So that means he was just choosing to hold it there just for like disturbing dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah. And did anybody else want to not ever touch that sphere that pulled out of his <laughs> yeah. goo head? I'm grabbing it with a napkin. I wouldn't know. And she oh, didn't, yeah. did she? Didn't she just no, take she it? She had it with a napkin. No, she had she it with wiped a napkin. off. I'm like, oh, I that's would right. never. That's right. yeah, I, I want to touch your brain goo, man. There's no <laughs> your brain goo. Your brain goo. <laughs> so I mean, really there was the... a room for a brain in there. I mean, it was just like jello. It was like blue jello. It was purple. <laughs> it was like stringy purple. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. ready for dinner? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, under Jiggery Pokery, the TARDIS this week um, put a put hologrammatic antlers on the doctor's head <laughs> to cheer him up. Notice, uh-huh. not holographic. Hmm. I I wrote down holographic and I was like, but that's not quite what he said. And yeah. then the Wikia pointed out hologrammatic. And I'm like, what? It's Grammar? grammatically yeah. hollow. It's grammatically hollow. <laughs> and they did jingle. So there was there was some yeah. sort of substance there. Uh, let's see. The TARDIS has a safeguard that won't allow it to take off if a life form registers as both inside and outside. Which makes which sense. Which would normally mean- Which doesn't make you're, sense. No, no, no. It normally would mean you're hanging out the door. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, doesn't make sense because that's just a robot shell. That is not a part of King Hydroflax. Oh, this, oh, this is true. But he was a cyborg. Well, but see, that's the thing. is like up until this point, it did seem that way that it was like- his it was his body Except. that he was somehow still kind of connected to, but as it turns out, no, he was just issuing voice commands yeah. to a completely autonomous robot who yeah. can replace its own head whenever it wants. It seemed yeah. more like the robot was the emperor, or whatever king, exactly, yeah. king, not the head itself. The well, head that's that's just... certainly what the robot thought because it was like, I'll just get yeah. another head, and the king Hydroflax will live again. Like huh. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, and and they were so they he was going to put the doctor's head on, so that would have made him like the doctor, King Hydroflax. Something. Ooh, like a hybrid. <gasps> Wait, <laughs> it goes on. Uh, the Sonic. We had um, okay, so we have seen in Doctor Who, we have seen a Sonic screwdriver, we have mm-hmm. seen a Sonic pen, we have seen Sonic sunglasses. And now we are introduced to the Sonic Trowel, which was the greatest line. She says, I'm an archaeologist. See, I have a trowel and pulls it out. Crazy metal looking thing does not look like a trowel at all. Uh, you didn't get a good look at it. I mean, it was it was definitely a a little you know that little thing scoop, works on I mean, sand, but it had but it definitely had like a light bulb in it to make yeah. it look like a Sonic. The thing the thing works on sand. Uh, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, so instead of it not working on wood, it only works on sand. <laughs> yeah. The Sonic works on works anything under. that's in loose particles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wikia pointed out that this was actually a bit of an homage to River's grandfather, Brian Williams. So do y'all remember when Rory's dad hung out with us for like two or three episodes? No. I really... Y'all don't remember Rory's dad? I remember him, yeah. He was so great. He was, he was the guy from... Um, he was he was Mr. Weasley. Oh, you're freaking out a lot about no, this. I did he not was the guy that guy. went he was with the guy that him played on Mr. the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, guy. yeah. He threw okay. golf balls to distract a triceratops. <laughs> yes, talk. yes. Now the other thing that he did was at one point they needed to dig, and so Rory's like, "Too bad we don't have anything to dig." And Brian goes, "Oh no, here we go!" and pulls a trowel out of his back <laughs> pocket. <laughs> It was like a fold-up trowel. Oh yeah! And so, and Rory oh, goes, "You carry a trowel," and he says, "You don't." <laughs> so oh, now she does. Rivers, I mean, Rivers' grandfather. Do you think in, that's 
actually a reference, though? Yes. Or is it just that, you know, archaeologists use little yes. shovels? It, it could be coincidence. Coincidence? And, and I don't yes. care. That I don't care if this was not intentional yeah. at all. But the fact that the wiki pointed this out, this is headcanon for me. Yes. No, the wiki she chose a trowel. So much. It does. And this time this it pointed out something that makes me happy. So shut up. Um, anyways, uh, let's see. We also get to see River receiving the sonic screwdriver that we saw all the way back in Silence in the Library yeah. slash Forest of the Dead. That story. So um, I guess this is the time to talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. We So after we finished watching this episode, which by the way, I would highly recommend that you do as we did. After watching this episode, we went back and caught just the the last bit of um, of, of, of Forest in the Dead where yeah. she does the sacrifice play and handcuffs the doctor to the, to the thing so that she I, – I can't even remember what she was doing, but like she had to use her body – to burn out a circuit or something. Yeah. So basically she was sacrificing herself to save the library and everybody in it and all this kind of stuff. And so that became the end of her timeline. But that episode was just chock full of stuff that they wrapped up in this episode. Yeah. I'll talk, we'll talk more about that later. However, uh, the sonic screwdriver appears. I, I can't decide. I feel like in that episode, that was supposed to be the doctor's, Sonic yeah, screwdriver. I was gonna say. Yeah. Because the doctor keeps making a big deal, like, oh, I wouldn't give my screwdriver to just anyone. He, yeah, but it that wasn't was, his. That was the thing he said at the end where he goes, I gave her my sonic. Why would I do that? Why would I give her my sonic? And he keeps calling it my sonic. It's like it looks no, it similar, kind of. It doesn't look similar because it's an entirely different sonic, well, presumably a future right. version of the doctor's sonic. Which is which is definitely the way it was played in that episode. So obviously on a production level, we have to just kind of go, meh, you know, like they, they wrote it that way back then. But then when we, when we, oh, wait a minute, who wrote Corbin, go look real quick. Who wrote Silence in the Library and Force of the Dead? Was that Stephen Moffat? I I don't know. I think so. I think it was. I think River was pretty much Stephen Moffat, right? Yeah. Um, so at at any rate, I did have, that was just a little nitpick there that, um, that they very, intentionally were referring to it as the doctor's sonic and it sounds like it was you know one day you'll meet the 15th incarnation of the doctor or whatever and he'll have a sonic screwdriver that he really loves and cherishes and gave it to her for whatever reason but nope yeah. it's not that at all the doctor who by the way just got his own uh, version of the sonic in the last episode shows up with a whole other version and gives that to her brand spanking new never been used so yeah. now that I'm thinking about wait a minute, now that I'm thinking about it, they missed a huge opportunity because he hasn't had one. And he, you know, he was using 11's version. Yeah. And then like wasn't using it at all, was using the Sonic sunglasses. And then in the last episode, they gave him one. They should have given him the one he gave to River. And he could have given that to her. And then, you know, the next episode. You know, mm. next season, or well, I guess next Christmas episode, he could have gotten the new blue one. Yeah. That would have been cool. Man, all of a sudden, I'm really realizing that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because yeah. if they hit, think about that was the end of the last episode. That was the last thing that happened was he got that new sonic screwdriver and just stuck it in his pocket. Imagine if Rivers' sonic screwdriver p- popped up and he tucked it in his pocket and then, doom, you know, the doctor will return in the husbands of River Song and everybody would have lost their minds. Yeah. Hmm. Way to go, Moffat. Corbin, did you find it yet? <laughs> yeah, it was also written by Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Also, so. you know, I didn't really realize this, but that episode when she was first introduced was series four. It was a long time ago. I know. I'm scrolling through. I'm like, how far back do I have to go to find <laughs> this episode? Yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, during Donna's time. Tenth Doctor. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. 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 Mm. Um, okay, and then getting off track uh, off of off of her Sonic, we had both the Sonic sunglasses and the new Sonic screwdriver in this trip. How do you feel? <laughs> 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 when did the Sonic sunglasses show up? 
He used him a couple. Yeah, times. he he used him like once or twice. Yeah. Wait. Really? Wait. What? In this episode? Yeah. Did he use <laughs> he, his new sonic used, screwdriver? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. I thought those yeah, got I destroyed it because he. Hmm? I thought those got destroyed, and that's why he got no. the new sonic screwdriver. No, remember they got destroyed back in uh, the girl who died. Yeah, and then all he the just way got back got then, new and ones. then like the next episode, he had him again. Because remember, y'all were like, oh, I hope that's the end of them. And then they came back. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, that was like the second episode yeah, there was, he had it. There was no good reason for him to get the new Sonic Screwdriver last episode. Did like, they even get destroyed last episode? No. That's what I'm saying. They haven't been destroyed yet. Nice. What? The glasses? No, they get they destroyed by the, in the, the, the girl who died. No, I mean, like, for good. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Even this episode, they survived. Yeah. 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 And that's what I'm saying is like, there was no good reason for him to get that Sonic except that it was a season finale. Yeah. So they were like, Hey, why don't we do that? Um, so again, oh, wow, wow, wow. Missed opportunity. They could have, yeah. they could have had Rivers Sonic pop up. And yes, eagle eyed fans would have lost their minds and it would have been so much speculation. And the, yeah. the other thing is, I didn't realize, but the last episode aired like December 5th. Or something like that. It was a it was a late in the year episode. Wow. So the time between that episode and this episode was very short. And then ironically, <laughs> we're gonna go three hundred and sixty four days uh, oh, before wow. we have another episode of of uh, new uh, new Doctor Who. Ah, uh, so let's see. Um, gosh, was that all? That that's it for the checklist, huh? Yeah, that was it. Huh. Um, other stuff we noticed: sentient laser swords. <laughs> <laughs> what? Bizarre I don't name. know. I, I didn't get a chance to write down uh, what kind of monks they were because she said they were something or other monks with sentient laser swords. And I was like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, you thought lightsabers were awesome. Get me a sentient laser sword. Yeah. Like, what? Um, I love the line, Mr. Fleming. Mr. Fleming was the blue the blue guy. That mm-hmm. betrayed Yeah, Sarah. that betrayed him, yeah. Uh, Mr. Fleming, how are the twins? He says, still digesting their mother. <laughs> oh. He says, there were tears and a little bit of screaming. Yeah. Uh, to which, oh. uh, at some point in there, River says, oh, I'm sure it was a lovely ceremony. And I'm like, what is the culture of this race of aliens where it's just normal that your children eat their mother and it's a ceremony? It's like a thing that happens. Yep. Yeah. There were there were some tears and some screaming. A little bit of screaming. Oh, okay. Uh, Corbin, who is Nardole? The best character ever. Explain. The Absolutely. End. <laughs> I don't know. He was funny and fun. That makes him the best character ever. The yeah. end. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of funny. I rest my case. Good stuff. What I mean, like what what why? What what did you like about him? What was so fun? He was very goofy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I just liked him. <laughs> You're like, he's one, those, me like, he's one of those guys. Everything he says makes you giggle a little bit. Can I stay yeah. up here a little longer? It's kind of whiffy down there. <laughs> it's quite whiffy down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. He's like, it's like in certain moments, he's sort of snobby British. Yeah. And then other moments, he's just like a little goofball kind of thing. So. Uh, great, great character. Uh, who is River Song? She had a fez in her bag. Oh, that, was that funny. makes me so happy every time. I every time they just pull something like that out, like, oh look, a fez. Uh, it would have been great had it been a fez that had been blasted to pieces. <laughs> it would have had like burn marks on it and stuff. Like <laughs> it was the one that she had shot out of the sky. In oh, the that's so funny. Yeah, it's got a hole right through it. Um, she has the line, the murder of a man like that wouldn't weigh very heavily on my conscience, even if I had one. <laughs> Here we go again. You know, one psychopath at a time. Uh, I already mentioned she has a sonic trowel. That is <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I love it though. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad that they, um, that they replaced immediately. They replaced it with the one the doctor gave her. Cause like yeah. there's a part of me that wants to, you know, wants to see like <laughs> one or two episodes where, which means that there's got to be audio adventures yeah. bef- that happened before this story. You know, um, I guess that, that that's what big finish is all for that and the, the, uh, the comics and everything. Uh, she apparently steals the TARDIS occasionally and returns it. <laughs> <laughs> he would know he never has before. Well, he might now. <laughs> that was a great line. I love that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get into that later. I want to I, I want to talk a little bit about um, the doctor playing dumb 
and that yeah. that whole that whole thing because yeah. Corbin was like he could obviously I'm like no 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 just just let it roll. Uh, apparently she's 200 years old now. So she says uh, she said she had uh, an augmented lifespan. It's a long story, mm. and I'm not sure if. If this is a leftover from her being a Time Lord hybrid sort of kind of child of the story Time Lord, there text. it's I was born with an augmented lifespan. Like, I guess the the story is I was born. The I, time I have human parents, but I was conceived while in the Time Vortex, so I'm kind of sort of like a Time Lord, so I can regenerate. But I gave up all my regenerations to save a guy that I was trying to kill just a moment ago, and now I can live a long time. I guess. And age, and age backwards, by the way. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Well, now she's just aging all over the place because... This is true. This is yeah. true. It's in, it's completely inconsistent. Yeah. Um, let's see. Her diary, uh, there's the, the moment where um, Mr. Fleming is reading out of the diary and he just starts throwing out all this stuff, which was a great callback to Silence in the Library, as well as what, what was funny was in Silence in the Library... She said the crash of the Byzantium, Jim the fish. Uh, she listed off a couple uh, other things and it's like, what are you talking about? No yeah. one in that scene knew what was going on. The doctor didn't know what she was talking about because he hadn't lived it yet. We didn't know what she's talking about because we just met her. But now this time as he was reading it, some of the stuff he read were episodes we saw. Yeah. The crash of the Byzantium was an episode we saw. It was the uh, the time of angels, I think. Um, it was it was the angel episode, and um, was Jim the fish in an episode? Jim the fish. Do you remember Jim the fish? No. Was he that? Okay. So he says like, Jim the fish. We all know Jim the fish. Jim the fish has become like a running gag. Where I think I don't remember now. I think that she said that in Silence in the Library. But when they met up for um, the Impossible Astronaut, and they were comparing diaries at that at that point in their relationship, they were actually comparing the diaries because mm-hmm. they each had a copy of it. And she said, "Have we done Jim the Fish yet?" And he goes, "Oh, Jim the Fish!" And there's that moment of them, "Oh, yeah. you know that was great." So it's kind of this it's kind of this yeah. MacGuffin that like we we keep it's hearing like, about it. Jim the and, Fish, and what kills me is. It's like Stephen Moffat just needling the fans by having Mr. Fleming go, and we all know Jim the Fish. And it's like, no, we don't. We desperately want to know Jim the Fish, but none of us do. I have to know, what did Jim the Fish do? I just, everyone knows. It warrants his own entry into the diary of a time traveler. Not even just that, but for like oh, yeah, yeah. super important man. To make the statement, everyone knows Jim the Fish. Everybody knows Jim the Fish. Yeah, so I don't. So it does make me wonder if there again, if is there a big, a big Finnish audio out there? There somewhere has to be. Or a comic I've book with right <laughs> Corbin's googling Jim the Fish. That's, that's probably that's a book. It's probably like a preschool book out there, Jim the Fish. Um, how about yeah. this? She uh, River truly believes that the Doctor doesn't love her. Okay, actually, I, let me let me let me phrase that differently. She said in a very impassioned speech that the doctor doesn't love her, but she is the woman who loves the doctor. Mm. Mr. Fleming says, you're the woman the doctor loves. And she's like, no, I'm not. You are the woman that loves the doctor. Yes, I am. And then she's Mm -hmm. got the whole thing about uh, he doesn't go around falling in love with people. He's off doing whatever he wants. And when you love the doctor, it's like loving the stars themselves. You don't expect a sunset to admire you back. And then there's that moment of realization where she looks at him and he says, hello, sweetie. You know, that that was, yeah, that was fantastic. She just turns back like, well. To to quote Mm -hmm. another uh, uh, catchphrase there. But what do y'all think? (laughs) Because when... He starts laying into her about it. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to check with the sunset. You know, and all this kind of stuff. She's like, don't you dare. I hate you and all this kind of stuff. And then she says, I was just doing it to stall them until things get going. Was she just covering for herself? No. Yeah. Like, here, okay, here's what I want to know. Does she truly believe what she said in that big giant speech that the doctor doesn't love her? I don't think she knew the doctor was there. Oh, no, no, no. She definitely didn't know that that was the doctor. Clearly. And she truly did not think he was there. And so she's saying, he does not love me. No one ever said he did. I never said he did. 
and you don't expect a sunset to admire you back. Do you think she really believes that the doctor doesn't mm-hmm. love her? I don't know. It's definitely <coughs> conceivable that she was stalling because like seconds after she finished that speech, they got hit by a meteor that she knew was oh, coming. Oh, sure. Sure. But yeah. I don't know. Well, okay. Just because she's stalling doesn't mean that it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, I felt like this was a big character moment for River where we see her being a little bit more vulnerable than we're Norton than we're used to seeing her be as a psychopath that she feels abandoned by him. You know? I think this far in cuz doesn't she basically dies a little bit from now? Like she goes to science in the library a little so bit. So there's from now? yeah, there I mean obviously there's some time in between. Yeah. Because Y'all remember she showed up with that whole team. Yeah. So it's not like she left this. It's not like she left Derillium and then went on, you know, the, the, uh, the, whatever, the venture to, uh, the library. There was some time in between, but it doesn't seem like it was much. Yeah. Like it, and, and, and for that matter, this was, the big thing is this was her last time with the doctor before the library. Yeah. So I think this far into the relationship she understands that they basically like each other. So I don't think she believes what she was saying. So you say this far into her, into their relationship. I, I, I definitely, I agree with you there and I won't discount that. However, when was the last time she saw him? Mama. So, so from our perspective, when was the last time? I mean, was it like when the universe ended or whatever? <laughs> I was going to, yeah, was it like a good man goes to war? Like that whole, no, 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 that wasn't the last time. It was been like, but it was that time two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's never seen 12 mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't know how old she was, but I don't think she was anywhere near 200 yeah. years old when, you know, when, when she last saw the doctor. So it could have been decades that she's been without him and presumably gotten into some trouble and some danger where he didn't come and save her. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, you know, I hate, I hate to, I hate to believe her in one instance and not in the other. (laughs) I hate to say, well, no, she was telling the truth at first and then she lied about, oh, I was just stalling because then I'm just picking and choosing which time I think she's lying. And that's not fair. So I don't know. We just have to kind of leave it open. Uh, let's see. I <laughs> I love her line. I'm an archaeologist from the future. I dug you up. Hmm. That's kind of scary. <laughs> I do love the idea, though, of an archaeologist from the future. Yeah. Digging up a shipwreck and then using that information to <laughs> go back and steal something. That's amazing. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so who is the doctor? Uh, he's not a surgeon. <laughs> That was great. Nardal says, are you the surgeon? He says, close enough. Do I have anything on my head? Uh, She says, uh, River says to him, you don't look much like your picture. And he says, that's a bit of an ongoing problem for me. Most people need a flow chart. (laughs) Later on, he says, I think I'm going to need a bigger flow chart. Um, He says, I've had a haircut. This is a new suit, right? Just sort of banter. Yeah. And then remember, I went back and I played for you when she's talking to Tennant. She says, you showed up on my doorstep, my doorstep with a haircut and a new suit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. They, uh, I, I desperately want to know, and there's got to be an interview out there somewhere. I desperately want to know how much of this Moffat had mapped out. Because when he's mm. – Alex Kingston even said this one time. She said when she was doing the lines in Silence in the Library from the diary, she said it was just gobbledygook. None of it made any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the tower, the singing towers of Drillium, Jim the fish, uh, the crash of the Byzantium, all that stuff mm, didn't yeah. make any sense to her. And then she said, you know, years later, she's, she she's went, gone oh. back and looked at that and went, oh, oh, I see. And I wonder yeah. with little details like that of you showed up with a haircut and a new suit. Um, we went to the towers of Drillium. You know, how much of this was he laid, how much of it was laid out and how much of it was... I don't know. I'm just going to plant some seeds and maybe one day I'll come back and pick whatever grows there. Yeah. <laughs> I know? totally forgot about that. Like that's why I went back and, and showed yeah. that scene again, or, or we showed a couple of scenes. I'm like, actually. does she mention that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She mentioned a couple of those things. 
Um, Corbin, this one caught you pretty good. He's got cross arms. <laughs> Even now he's smiling. That's <laughs> uh, a dumb joke, but I love it. That's great. It's fantastic. Cross arms. They're cross. I have cross arms. Uh, I just, I made the note that some time with River was exactly what he needed right now. Yeah. He says, I haven't laughed in a long time. Maybe mm, four and a half years. Grumpy old man doctor is what we got right now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, he probably hasn't laughed in four and a half billion years. Yep. So True. have a belly laugh, doctor. That was great. That was great I'm seeing being, Capaldi rolling around on the floor, yeah, giggling I'm, and laughing about how absurd it was. Threatened being threatened by a head in a bag. Being <laughs> threatened by a bag. That was great. That was great. Um, but yeah, I... I in that moment when he started in enjoying himself, he, 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 for that split second or that couple of minutes, I guess, he, instead of being, um, instead of being confused by river, he was just enjoying being with her again. Mm. And I'm like, man, right on the heels of everything he's just been through of letting Clara go and then forgetting Clara and all, and, you know, and then presumably spending some amount of time searching for her and mm. not, not even knowing who he's looking for or why or, you know, how he could even find her because he found her and didn't know it. Um, he needed some time with uh, with River. And can I just say, I needed some time with River. <laughs> that was so fun watching them be. Yeah. The, when she realized who he was and they went into like problem solving mode together. By the way, by the way, was that directly ripped out of uh, one of the prequels, one of the Star Wars prequels what? where they're going – there's a there's there's this many doors and some of them are concealed and there's one up above and one down below and he's like no I don't like it it's too dangerous there's a scene just like that with Obi Wan and Anakin I do not remember this no the prequels have been blocked from it might mind. be a, you know what it might be a deleted scene that I'm thinking of now that I'm thinking about it even still they end up they what? end up they end up uh, taking the lightsabers and just sticking them in the ground like spinning around and cutting a hole in the ground and dropping down if anything that yeah, feels no. more like something. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan would have done in the first movie. Mm, I don't know. Anyways, I, when I was watching it this time, I was like, wait a minute. This seems like a little familiar. Uh, the doctor says on kissing while uh, River is kissing Ramon, he goes, it doesn't get, I uh, know he says, doesn't it get boring after a while? <laughs> and as an activity, it isn't really varied, is it? <laughs> what? It's just like, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, oh, okay, well. Um, <laughs> The 11th Doctor had a slightly different take on that. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. He says, finally, it's my go. Finally, the Doctor got to be the new person. Yeah. Going into the TARDIS. And man, <laughs> did he oversell it. Holy crap. My very existence has been altered. <laughs> my understandings of Euclidean geometry are altered forever. You know. Um, and they says, <laughs> and then, sorry, I've always wanted to see that done properly, which just makes every other companion reaction scene so much funnier, <laughs> especially the ones where like when Clara came in and said, yeah, it's smaller on the outside. And he's like, that's new. <laughs> you know? Like, oh yeah. And that one time Rory was like, oh, it's like an alternate dimension yes, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, it's a pocket dimension. Yeah. No, it's a pocket. How did you know that? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Uh, there's the bit where, uh, uh, I don't even remember who it was, said to the doctor, is sarcasm helping? And he says, wouldn't it be a great universe if it did? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yes. I wish. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> would. Yeah, yeah. America would be just <laughs> completely perfect if yes. sarcasm helped. Right. Um, he said sarcastically. Uh, <laughs> apparently his frowning is audible. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. 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 Did somebody say this before? I don't oh, think so. Maybe something. Did Clara like it. say something about his frown or his eyebrows or something like that being audible? Clara said a lot of oh. things <laughs> about his eyebrows. I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly remembering them walking along, and 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 she said something about his scowl being audible or in Scottish. It it had something to do with being Scottish too. It was like in Scottish, even You're even your frowning is audible. Digging or him like in every. I just every way. time they can, man. like poor Capaldi, <laughs> beating the crap out of him all the time. Uh, speaking of speaking of which, River says, two hearts, stupid clothes, you can't miss them." Um, what was this? Oh, complicated 
complicated marriages. Um, she's, you know, the doctor, uh, now that they've, they've realized, you know, who he is and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you married Hydroflax? Hydroflax. And she says, Elizabeth the first. And he says, Ramon, Marilyn R- M- Monroe, Stephen Fry, Cleopatra, same thing. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay. So, all right. So again, uh, they're they're just throwing each other's kind of sort of marriages in each other's face, yeah. right? Yeah. Because didn't the, I'm trying to remember? Didn't the doctor accidentally marry Elizabeth the first? Yeah, or something. something like and that. then he know. he accidentally proposed to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> we know that, and but I wasn't I wasn't under the impression that they actually went through with that ever. Um, they uh. they ran away. I love um, throwing in a current day character who, by the way, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Stephen Fry actually appears in an episode later and not as himself, but he, he does, um, he does star in an episode uh, a couple seasons from now. Um, Stephen Fry was one that the doctor threw at river. And I started cracking up both just, you know, Stephen Fry. Oh, that's funny. I know who that is. And then yeah. I went, wait a minute. He's gay. Wait. So, <laughs> so, so, so and, she married Cleopatra. Yeah, and then it was yeah, and then it was well, you married Cleopatra, so did you. Essentially, is what they say. So okay, so we find out that Cleopatra is is definitely bi, and then Stephen Fry what didn't know what was happening, or like what, or like River is just so magnetic, it doesn't even matter. Like maybe that's what happened with Cleopatra too. Who knows? Um, that's that's just fantastic. Um, every night is the last night for something the doctor says. And then he says, every, every Christmas, Christmas is last Christmas. Christmas. Oh, what does that even mean? I know Shut it's up. like meant to be sweet, but Shut up. it was from <laughs> oh, trip. What does it mean? Wait a minute. What, what was the thing? That was the episode last. The last Christmas episode was called last Christmas. And yeah. Clara said every Christmas is last Christmas, but I don't remember why. That I don't remember. It doesn't whole, mean it makes sense. There was a whole, what? no, there was a whole thing to it. It was every Christmas is last Christmas. Cause you might never see oh, the people again. That's what remember. it was. You have to treat every Christmas as though it's last, the last Christmas, you, excuse me, you'll ever have because you don't know when it's your last Christmas with someone. So okay. every night is the last night for something. And every Christmas is last Christmas. It's just, nice. It's cool. I like it. Be quiet. This is just the doctor <laughs> ruminating on endings, which yeah. he hates. Uh, there's no such thing as happy ever after. It's just a lie we tell ourselves because the truth is so hard. Sad doctor. Sad, sad, sad. Again, right on the heels of the last couple of episodes. And then he says, always when we need it the most, there is a song. I didn't even get that when he said it. Oh, you like, didn't get the, the double, no. double meaning? I was like, what? Okay. Music, okay, cool. What are you talking about here, man? <laughs> the singing towers of Derillium, the locals don't even understand how the music is made, but they do say one thing, that always, and when we need it the most, there is a song. And I was sad that the closed captioning did not capitalize song. But mm. um, for, for a character whose entire name is a pun, or not a pun, but, but double meaning, mm-hmm. Melody Pond River Song, um, I love that. Guys, Noobs of the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do. Dooby dooby doo. Okay. Head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and just click on something. I don't care what it is. Click on it. Do what it says. And uh, yeah, there you go. There's your pitch this week. Donate all of Bye-bye. the world's money to us. All of the world. What? <laughs> all of the world's money. Yes. Uh, can we talk about River Song's story arc? What do you guys think? <laughs> Amazing, uh, long, the best. Confusing. River's amazing. I I will go ahead and say. Whoop! I will go ahead and say, um, this is thus far the last time we've seen River Song. She has not appeared thus far. Thus far, because the the show is still on the air. We're bringing her back this season. Um, it. I I will say this. It would be very hard to make it make sense to have her meet. Anybody past 12. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, so remember the scene where uh, you don't look like any of, uh, you know, you don't look like your picture. And he says that's that's kind of an ongoing problem. And then they're trying to find Damsel, <laughs> yeah. codenamed Damsel in Distress. Mm-hmm. And she shows the pictures and it's all of the 13 faces yeah. that he had had up to that point, not including the 12th Doctor. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I'm sorry, all of the 12 faces. Um, 
including, by the way, I thought it was great that they included the war doctor in there. So she's even known the war doctor, but she's never met 12 and there were, and he even turned it up. So you could see after 11 that there was no picture after 11, which means she has definitely never met 13 or anybody beyond that. Mm. So I don't know how you bring her back. Yeah. Unless, well, okay. You could go through the whole episode without her ever knowing it's the doctor. That would be fascinating. Especially because oh, yeah. the doctor, knowing they've already had their last adventure together, would be more clued in to not actually tell oh, her. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you'd have to do... Wait a minute. I like your idea better. What I was going to say is you would have to do something like they do when they do the three doctors and the five doctors and the two doctors mm-hmm. where it's wibbly wobbly and you're not going to remember this. Yeah. Um, or th- what they did with the day of the doctor where the war doctor and the 10th doctor didn't remember anything, but the 11th doctor was able to, to remember it now because he's Which been through it all. Which is how anything should work, but okay. It's not how anything works, um, <laughs> but shut up and eat your popcorn. Um, you would either have to do that or you would have to have the doctor erase her memory of those events. Or I like Corbin's idea better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, now I want to see that. We have 13 go all the way through and then just never tells River. Do a whole episode with 13. Oh, wow. And 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 the constant the constant battle internally for the doctor through the whole episode is I can't tell her because she doesn't know me. And it, and and the fact that she doesn't know me means and and I know, I know because the twelfth doctor knows what has happened, that mm-hmm. that this is that was the end, right? So she knows that that's an established fact, right? So if she tells River, so maybe that's the other thing you could do. You could throw a monkey wrench in there and you could have her tell River because she has to in a moment of of something, you know, like something's happening, she has to tell her what's going on, but then that would threaten the timeline, so she has to erase her memory. Mm. Moffat. Get on this. <laughs> Call up Chibs and make this happen. Um, the rumors are right now that uh, Jody's done after the next one. So it's got to be the series finale. Wait, ooh, um, no, I, I think I think they've already started production on on season whatever it's going to be thirteen or fourteen. Um, so we we are already looking down the barrel of the fourteenth Doctor. Um, mm. Potentially, potentially. There's already potentially. a million fan theories about who it should be. My favorite one, my favorite one is Moz from the IT crowd. <laughs> you know, oh, that'd be I funny. wish. Ah, that's so great. We can only hope. Oh, that would be so great. Um, so uh, that brings us down to our classic Who connections. Um, there was a couple in here that I wondered if, uh, you know how sometimes they, like the doctor will like name drop or talk about it past adventures mm-hmm. that you don't recognize. I always wonder, are those classic who connections or is he making up crap? So <laughs> let's hear what Jared has to say. If he's got any light to shed on the subject. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic who connections for the husbands of river song. And I say connections carefully because I can barely say it with the S at the end. I've got two for you, just just the two that I could find. Uh, which, being that River Song is a, a new Who um, thing, that's maybe not too surprising. There's really not a whole lot, to, and, and they were really focusing on the time times of the Doctor and River together with all their callbacks. So it, it's surprising I found anything at all. I think, but uh, the first one is that the first time it is mentioned that the Time Lords have a limited number of regeneration cycles is in the serial The Deadly Assassin. I think we talked about this before, but uh, just in case we didn't, and to give me something to talk about today, there it is. The Deadly Assassin is the first time, and that's with the fourth Doctor in 1976. Uh, That was the first premiere. So that's from 63 to 1976, and that's, that's almost 15 years. Okay, 13 years, but almost 15 years from the creation of of the doctor and doctor who that uh, they've they've just come up with this idea that there are a limited number of regenerations or at least first time that they're announcing it publicly or or in canon uh, within the show so uh just interesting that they they went so long before deciding oh yeah this thing has a limitation to it and of course they gave it 13 uh, 12 regenerations, 13 incarnations, they thought, probably thought, well, we'll never get to the end of that. But of course they did. So they had to retcon it. 
Anyway, and then the doctor refused to bow to Hydroflax, and the excuse that he gave him was because he had a bad back. Of course, that's not the real reason, but uh, that's such as the excuse. The first doctor used the same excuse why he didn't bow to Kublai Khan uh, in the serial Marco Polo. So we have a a reuse of of an excuse there for the same reason. And that's it. That's all I really got for you. Um, I... I, I I usually love the the serial the, the the episodes with River Song. I love her character. I love I love what they did with her. And uh, but this one didn't do it for me. And I I, I wonder if it was because they were trying to uh, make so many callbacks and tie up all the loose ends between the two of them since this is their last night together uh, before she dies. And so I I just. I don't know. It it, uh, it it was fun. It it was a. I mean, it was a solid story. It's, it was better than uh, many other ones this season, even. But it just it it lacked the spark that some of the other ones have had, in my opinion. So there you go. Uh, for what it's worth. So I'm going to give it seven point five out of ten. You know, not panning it or anything, but uh, just that probably could have been for a River Song episode. Could have been a nine or a ten even. But anyway. 7.5 out of 10, tying up of everything into neat little packages, tying up of all those loose ends, like I mentioned. And not a whole lot of creepiness, and maybe no creepiness. I probably could give it a zero, but I'll give it 50 creep levels because of the psychologically creepy idea of uh, Android being able to uh, cut off your head, keep you alive, and then just keep it inside its body whenever it wanted to use you. Hey, that sounds like worse than any sort of uh, talk of hell that I've ever heard. So uh, there you go. Uh, 50 creep levels. So that's it. And I will say just for a, a quick note out there, I believe, I'm pretty sure this is as far as I've ever watched in New Who. Uh, I really didn't like the 12th Doctor that, when I first saw it. I like him a little more now. Still, he's far from my favorite. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. I think he's a, Capaldi's an amazing actor. Uh, he has some good... Very, Clara, Clara was a great a companion to be with him. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a discussion maybe for another time. But uh, So I didn't really remember a whole lot of these episodes. Watching them again, I remembered bits and pieces. But now I'm pretty sure... Uh, I, I'm into new territory. Although I, I was pretty sure a little while back that I saw through the end of Capaldi. So who knows exactly? But anyway, I, th- I think we're on to new territory for me. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for the information. And thank you to Noobs and, Whovia for, Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Uh, Jared, um, nothing creepy? <laughs> Nothing. Not even. Did you forget scratch? Not even scratch. In his scratch, his slice, <laughs> and his goo. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and his goo. Stringy. Uh, so Jared, Jared was not uh, thoroughly impressed with this one. Um, Clearly. Trip. What about you? Well, I think well. Jared is wrong. Who could have guessed? I mean, this has River. You you can't you can't help not liking this. And after losing Clara, I think this is what twelve needed to kind of snap him out of it yeah. a little bit. Agreed. So I'm gonna give it nine out of ten Jim the fishes. <laughs> nine out of ten. Would it be would it be Jim the fishes or Jim's the fish? No, that's that's that sounds uh, wrong. No. Jim the fishes. Jim the fishes. <laughs> Definitely Jim the fishes. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you you just put River on screen, I'm like, it's a nine. Like, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is gonna be a good one. Um, which is why I so desperately now want to see the one that Corbin just outlined, where uh, she meets up with thirteen, yeah. and thirteen can't tell her who she. Is. Oh man. Oh, because like watching twelve. Uh, like playing along and <laughs> playing yeah. dumb and also being thoroughly confused where he kept saying the word doctor to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of that was, was great. But imagine, imagine like the absolute inner turmoil of 13, not being able yeah. to. And by the way, we, we, we didn't really um, hit that real hard. Jared mentioned uh, that the first mention of the limited number of regenerations happened back in classic who, when it did, which, wow, that took 13 years for them to get to that. <sighs> but um, it is 
uh, something we didn't hit on as we talked about it before the show, but forgot to mention it, that she said, these are his 12 faces. These, this is all he's ever looked like. This is all he can be. So he had to have that little moment where she's like, you know, I thought you used up all your generations. He's like, a thing happened. <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> casually, a thing happened. And yeah. Ret- I got infinite regeneration, Ret- basically. Well, I mean, well, th- th- we still haven't decided. <laughs> we don't know. Like, what's, what's We never happened. will. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I'm going to give it, um, because they, they did such a great job of, um, as Jared said, tying up everything in a neat little packages. He thought that that hurt the, the episode. He felt like they were trying to rush too much or something. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Like yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was woven in very well. Yeah. Um, I love using Mr. Fleming to do the callback <sighs> yeah. to Jim, the fish and the crash of the, you know, all those, all those little things. Um, so I'm going to give it 9.5 out of 10, uh, gooey heads. Uh, yeah. Uh, Corbin? I have two things to say. First of all, a murderer said to a room full of murderers, we all know who Jim the fish is. So what oh, did no. Jim the fish do? <laughs> what did, oh. did he kill? Or, or, or what happened to Jim the fish? No, 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 no. <laughs> But also, oh, Jim the fish, a no. room full of psychopaths, said we all, and said it very knowingly too. Yeah. We all know Jim the fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> He's the worst of us all. <laughs> no, Jim the fish. Uh, the second What's thing second was thing? more of a, a plot hole. So, if I am to understand right, I would assume River's original plan was you know, scoop the diamond out of Mr. Hydroflax's head. Right. And then go pawn it off for a hundred billion, billion trillion credits, credits yeah. or whatever the crap on this ship. She had no idea she was going to end up in some sort of sticky situation. So why did she perfectly time her visit so that they would be hit by an asteroid? Escape plan. Yeah. You always need one. Yeah. So then you it was just gotta be ready for things to go sideways. Incredibly convenient that she happened to get taken in right then instead of like 30 minutes earlier, in which case her plan would have not worked whatsoever. What? Like, okay. For, for all we know, she had no idea that she didn't even know that the head could come off. So I assume she would think scoop the brains out and then the robot stops working because it's part of the person. Scoop the brains. And so why did she have this backup escape plan? I guess you can say she's prepared, but then crazy coincidence that she only had to stall for about 30 seconds for her plan to kick in. So are you saying saying that in an episode of Doctor Who something improbable happened? Whoa. How dare dare you, Stephen Moffat. Okay. <laughs> so what's your overall rating? Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, 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 <laughs> yes, I agree very much. Having a tough time with this one? I got to come up with the thing. I'm going to say... 2.5. 8 out of 10 dumb character names. Dumb uh, character names? Oh. Gotcha. Because yeah, he has... Uh, Jared, name. Jared gave this 50 just, I don't know, because he felt guilty about uh, not being creeped out or something. I what? I believe you forget. He was like, scratch. I think I can give it zero, but I'll give it 50 for psychological creepiness for the, I mean, that is kind of gross to think about. You're, you know, you're now a disembodied head that can just be pulled down inside of a giant robot body where apparently, yeah. it, what was it? It was quite, what was it? Whiffy. Whiffy. Quite whiffy down there. <laughs> Uh, so Jared gave it 50 out of 500 creep levels. Um, we haven't had very much creep, uh, creepiness going on in the last. <laughs> well, this is also seasons. a Christmas yeah. special. It, Those it aren't is. normally it, scary. You're, you're correct about that. So yeah, I think just, just, uh, scratch his head alone <laughs> will earn it 50 out of 500. Uh, Corbin, what do you think? I'm going to say 50. Also, I'm going to say there should be more horror related Christmas stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, like, the ice woman wasn't enough for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that a That's the way. Episode? Uh, yeah. The <laughs> snowman. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I just men in general, but I guess oh, not just Doctor Who. Just Doctor oh, Who. okay. okay. Uh, there, there's stuff out there. Whoa. We should watch some of it. Nah. Nah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh. 
What? What have you seen? <laughs> just just movie posters. Okay. I haven't watched any of them because I don't like that kind of stuff anyway. All right, so Trip, what about you? Uh, just 85. I just think, like what with Jared said, and then also the, the gooey. Uh, <laughs> just. Well said. Well said, son. Well said. Uh, so the game plan is gone haywire. Um, the BBC is conspiring against our little podcast here. Um, we weren't hurting nobody. But we cannot find Doctor Who the movie to save our lives. Um, long story short, Americans aren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> or just not. Um, I was even going to go so far as to just pony up 20 bucks and buy the Blu-ray or something. Yeah. And I found the Blu-ray on Amazon, uh, for, I don't know, 15 or $20, but it's only region two, which means you, you can't play it on an American DVD player. So Blu-ray just buy player. a British one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I need yeah, to do. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Is there a, for this is there a, one show we a black market for, uh, out of region DVD and Blu-ray players? We just like jailbreak our DVD player or something. I uh, probably, I don't know, but, um, we, it used to be on Amazon prime on BritBox, Uh, but when Dr. Who knew who left Amazon prime right around that same time, I couldn't find Dr. Who the movie on BritBox anymore. So I did a Google search for it, and uh, the only thing that I could find was, oh, it's on BritBox. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I clicked on the link, and BritBox.co.uk has it on there. Hmm. So today, today I went to, I just searched BritBox to go sign up for a month of BritBox, and um, signed up for an account, got a free seven-day trial, and blah, blah, blah. I was planning to pass that on to the listeners, looked for Doctor Who the movie, not there. So I went back to where I had found it originally. And that was BritBox.co.uk, and I had signed up on BritBox.com. So mm. I tried to I tried to log into .co.uk. I didn't have an account. Mm. Huh. So I went to create a seven-day free trial for that one, and I gave them my credit card information, and it said, please use a British credit card while signing up. And I was like, you turds. You turds. <laughs> so Legitimately, I'm, region locking is one of the stupidest things that happens. But this is a movie nowadays. that is 24 years old. Yeah. This is not even saying Wonder Woman 1984, you know, is, is by the way, it's leaving HBO Max this week. Did, are y'all aware of that? It premiered on HBO Max and now they're wow. taking it off of HBO Max and it's going to be somewhere else exclusively for a little while. I think it's going into the theaters, back to the theaters or something like that. So all that to say, we can't find it, guys. So we need your help. I've literally taken to Twitter and nobody out there can help me. All the Brit, all the British Twitter users are going, I don't know what to tell you. I've got it here. Like, I'm sorry you can't find it. But um, I've had other Doctor Who podcasts, uh, uh, podcasts saying, yeah, I, I looked for you. I can't find it in the US anywhere. So if you've got a bead on it, help us out. Um, the only thing that I, the closest that I've gotten is a is a fifty dollar DVD that I can get here in March, and I think it's the movie in German. Yeah. So I, I anyways, we're willing to pony up the money for it. Like I, I, it frustrates me so much when I want to pay a creator for their content yeah. and they will not give it to me. It's so annoying. So anyways, we're gonna punt. We were supposed to cover that next week. We're gonna punt and bump it down the list a, a couple of weeks to see if we can find it. And if we can't find it, I guess we're going to have to move on with our lives. So next week, then, we're going to do a timey-wimey episode covering Philip K. Dick's 1952 short story, The Skull. Uh, now, this is out in the public domain, so you can actually find it as a free ebook at Project Gutenberg. And if you uh, go to noobsinthehoovian.com, click on the show notes for this episode. We, ha- we have it linked up down in the bottom section under the game plan. And you can go straight there. Just read the uh, the ebook there. Um, you can probably get it, you know, in a in a collection of Philip K. Dick's short stories, either um, you know Amazon on Kindle or maybe even find it audiobook if you want to. But we'll be using the Project Gutenberg version for free. Uh, then after that, we're going to cover 1965's Doctor Who and the Daleks, uh, which you can find on Amazon's BritBox add-on. So don't forget mm. to head over to noobsinthehoovian.com and click on the BritBox banner there so that you can sign up for uh, your BritBox. You can get a seven-day free trial if you've never used it before. If you have, just cut it back on, pay the $6.99 for a month, 
And um, our our plan this time was to watch this and Doctor Who the movie all in one month mm. and save some money. And they don't want to give it to us. Um, so again, if we can find Doctor Who the movie, we'll cover it after Doctor Who and the Daleks. So if you have any help, please give <laughs> us the help. Do you have a copy somewhere you can mail us? <laughs> I know. I told Jared about it. And Jared's like, you know, I might still have a bank account over there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at any rate, guys, if, if you can help us out with that, that would be great. And if not, I, we'll, just have to, we'll just have to move on and, and not cover it. So guys, Noobs and the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside and getting crowded and more and more crowded every week, <laughs> it seems. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trent. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. Shoutouts to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at noobsinthehoobian.com where you can find links to all of our social accounts and our email address, as well as full show notes. Um, and make sure that you hit up Patreon, uh, blah, blah, sorry, noobsinthehoobian.com slash support and find out how you can support us right away. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating if it's possible, because some places are dumb and won't let you leave ratings. <laughs> some places are even more dumb and won't let you subscribe. So podcasting is weird. Wherever you found it, like it, subscribe, uh, ding a bell, do a thing, share us with a friend, not because we're a great uh, show. <laughs> Almost said a great friend. Don't share our show because we're a great friend, but because we have great friends that watch our show. <laughs> As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. And these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're on the news. And until next time, guys, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. You know, there was just bloopers in the show this week. <laughs> <laughs>